And we're back. All right, listen. <laughs> Welcome again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I'm your co-host, Mike One. Co-host also, Mike, is here. Uh, the only difference between me and Michael Jordan's flu game is that he's good. <laughs> uh, so I am under the weather, but I'm here. This is going to be a primarily also, Mike, uh, rundown of all things BAFTA and Annie Awards for this ORC, this new show. And I will pipe in and try not to cough and sniffle directly into the microphone, Michael. Uh, you could have taken that a couple different ways. You could have said, like, this was my <laughs> Ann Ramsey episode where I'm Mama Fratelli <laughs> of the Goonies, throw Mama uh-huh. from the train, slash, yeah. you know, the, 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 yeah. this is how you sound. I right. had a dream that Louis Armstrong was trying to kill me. You, yeah. If you ever... <laughs> If you ever want to uh, record the Ann Ramsey audiobook <laughs> autobiography, or I guess it can't be an autobiography anymore, but uh-huh. biography. If somebody's recording the Ann Ramsey biography yeah. on Audible, Mike, yeah. just every every BAFTAs. Because I think you were sick last BAFTA. Like, this is cyclical with you. I was looking on our SoundCloud history. Yeah. Like, you're sick mm-hmm. every scaries. Like, we're supposed, like, every Halloween, you're our. Yeah, at death's door, and every BAFTAs, yeah. you are just whatever. I have You're down and out to get out of New England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to get out of here. Arizona, I think, uh, is your one yeah. shot at happiness. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, I will drive today. We will kind of discuss these BAFTAs, the Annies, the yeah set decoration, set decorators guild, the the Society of Lyricists, and and. And composers, there's a bunch of awards that happen, Mike, which is a rough beat for us today because you're you're barely able to speak without coughing or or blo- just like the disgusting things when we mm-hmm. I, I clicked into the clean feed, the number of disgusting things that happened. It was like yeah, it was it was terrifying, and you and you still want to go, but again, Jordan flu game type of effort. I'll give you you have the no. spirit of the Jordan flu game. The first thing I said to Mike was, like, can we just be quick? <laughs> <laughs> and we've rambled for five minutes in the intro. Yeah, good. Now, uh, we'll take these tally by tally, uh, and we'll kind of go through film by film and how they did. Oppenheimer won seven at the BAFTAs, Mike. Best film, director, Killian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr., original score for Ludwig Göransson, uh, editing for yep. Jennifer Lame, and cinematography for Hoyt Van Hoytema. We'll start with best picture slash best film. Look, I, I think Oppenheimer is is running away with this thing. Do you see any yeah. SAG surprise? I mean, it's. I, I also wrote down the SAG uh uh, odds here, it's minus 450 at SAG with Barbie plus 400. Would a Barbie win at SAG give you pause or no? Yeah, that's the question. I mean, even if there is a SAG surprise, does it matter? I don't think so. Like, could you? I don't think so either. I, I mean, if Barbie, I could see a world in which Barbie does win SAG. Sure, I could absolutely see that happening. I don't think it'll impact the best picture chances at all. I think this is as close to shut as it could be. But I did enjoy the speech by Emma Thomas. And by the way, I watched these BAFTAs like on t- Twitter, essentially, yep. today instead of yesterday, where I, I I went to the short films 
instead of being able to watch BAFTA because I, I can't even get BBC One. And last year, I tried to get a BritBox subscription and try to stream yep. it, and it didn't work for me last year. So why would it have worked for me this year? So I, I'll give them credit. Like, the BBC deserves the, the BBC deserves credit for. I mean, on YouTube, I know this took place at like two o'clock our time, Eastern Standard Time, yeah. or one o'clock. Like they were pretty quick with getting some highlights up on YouTube at least during the afternoon yesterday. So they, I mean, they you didn't get the full show obviously, but I was at Bar Taco watching some speeches. Mm-hmm. So it, you're you're right. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't a total loss, but I did feel bad. I couldn't watch the BAFTAs, so I did. I kind right. of. Uh, I didn't kind of. I treated myself to some bar taco, <laughs> which I guess is all over the country. I didn't even realize this. I thought it was just in Stanford, Connecticut, but I went. Stanford, Connecticut was delicious. I was sending out pictures, but uh, yeah. So Oppenheimer looks like the runaway best picture favorite right now. The betting odds in Vegas are minus seven hundred. It's minus four fifty for the SAG Ensemble. We have uh, we have no- minus seven hundred. Per- I mean, that's beyond prohibitive. Don't even bother. Yeah, I don't think the Barbie win for People's Choice and it, Barbie did have a good day at People's Choice, five of eight. But I'm looking through the last ten People's Choice awards, Michael, no. and there's like next to zero Oscars crossover. So this is yeah. this is not good. The only thing that gives me a little pause is that BAFTA sucks at Best Picture. Only. Only eight of the last 20 have won. Yep. 13 mm-hmm. of the last 30. 14 of the last 40. So there was a dry spell. But we've gone over BAFTA's awards crossover in the past because it's essentially just best, best British film, outstanding British film. That right. category that the Zone of Interest won right. this year was always the BAFTA best film. So if you look at 30 out of 77, you're saying 38%. That's terrible. But it's been terrible recently, too, even, even after it went you know, to the outstanding British film category spinoff. So that's that's a little it's, bit worrisome, but no. It's been a while since we've had an open and shut Best Picture. Like, you could say uh, Francis McDormand in the 2020 COVID year there. What was that movie? Uh, Nomadland. Nomadland. Okay, that was open and shut, but that was a weird year anyway. But before that, it's it's been a little bit. I understand there's, like, some hesitancy here to, like, feel comfortable. I just... What's the path, right? What's in second? Barbie? I don't think it's even Barbie anymore. It's It's right. got to be know Barbie because Barbie's got to win SAG. So Barbie's got to come back into the second spot. But, I, it's, yeah, I just don't see it. You're right. I don't see yeah. it. So, But regardless, uh, SAG could go another way. That, that could be fun. That could be a sure. nice moment. Uh, we do have Killian Murphy with not the biggest surprise on the day, but I think the biggest shift on the day. Murphy is now minus 300 in Vegas. Giamatti is plus 275. That's a change wow. since we've last uh, shift, heard of yeah. it. Big swing. 15 out of the last 20 BAFTA winners have won Oscars, so that's 75%. That's pretty good. We do have uh, the SAG betting odds going for Murphy as well right now, minus 150. Giamatti's plus 125. So this is a shift in lead actor, but does it play out? I mean, does here? well, here's the thing about SAG. SAG is so enormous, Michael. There's mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of members. Who? How many of those are voting? We and we don't know. know who's voting. Right, right, right. How many of have watched? Mm-hmm. How many of them have watched the holdovers? That might be one pause. Whereas with they all watched Oppenheimer. Yeah, but it's not like Giamatti's a neophyte either, a young up and comer. You know, I mean, they could get even if people didn't watch the holdovers, they might vote for him just because of the respect. They for They could him. lie. I think this is. 
You, they could lie, absolutely. <laughs> we know. I mean, we do this every year. We know the voting bodies don't watch everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still vote. Uh, <laughs> heaven is a traffic jam on the 405. Um, I, this is an interesting win for Murphy because, I, I mean, if Murphy didn't win, what's Giamatti, like a minus 300 favorite right now, you think? Oh, yeah, he's he is uh, shortening like crazy. He is right. So, I mean, yes, you could say it's a home game for Murphy, and yeah. he he the Baptists were. I mean, he's he's from Europe, you know, and has those roots and everything. So, but it's a, it's a big win. It's an important win for him to get back on track and make that lead actor competition. Because I, I truly think if Giamatti won on the Baptist stage, this is over. If Giamatti won, it's probably over, and he's probably the spokesman for In and Out Burger for the next twenty years, <laughs> and that's a nice pretty True. penny. So that's a shame. Uh, we're, we're still, you know, mm-hmm. fingers crossed it can still happen, but that's lead actor. And that, that, that that's, a, that's a big shift, I think. We have supporting actor going to Robert Downey Jr. Of course it did. We have director going to Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Of course it did. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's worth talking about these two categories. They seem sh- sewn up. Obviously, Nolan, uh, a huge favorite in Vegas. I didn't even write down the odds, but... Coming off the DGA, he's going to keep going, and then they may not even take action on that on that uh, category right now. Yeah, if you can find it, I don't. I mean, it's he's going to be minus five thousand. RDJ is minus eight hundred. RDJ is minus six hundred at SAC. So Gosling's plus six hundred coming up the rear there. Yeah. I mean, guys, everybody saw that uh, that Oscars that five minute uh, promo vid that we talked about with Jimmy Kimmel and the Oscars put together, mm-hmm. and. Gosling being in that and punting on his own chances, being like, "Well, I'm not going to win my Oscar, so that's fine." <laughs> like, I think that that finally put the nail in the coffin. I, I, this is this seems to be RDJ's. There was actually um, uh, Bellany and in his Puck newsletter said there was a lot of uproar from some studios over that spot, how they used the Barbie aesthetic and that rubbed people the wrong way because it gave the impression that the Academy was prop promoting Barbie at the expense of other Best Picture films, which was. Interesting. I it was thought, a parody. But. There's a par- There's an Oscars parody every year. Yeah. Were they promoting that Top Gun over? Reaction. Yeah. They're always going to promote the Best Picture. You know. I agree. Blockbuster. Anyway, yeah. I do. I do think that uh, Robert Downey Jr. is headed towards a win. I agree with you. I uh, here's a question, Mike. Yeah. I have a question, and I tweeted this too. But it's it's so this is a big litmus test now for the Oscars because if RDJ is such a front runner and if Oppenheimer is such a front runner and you know he made a billion dollars, Robert Downey Jr. is such a front runner. This is going to be a, like, do you think the Oscars show gets a bump? Do you think audiences tune in for popular movies winning big awards? Or do you think that they need competition in the major categories amongst a couple big movies for audiences to want to tune into the Oscars? What is the the la- the, the the laissez-faire Oscars fan, the common Oscars fan, want to see more? Because if they want to see competition, the biggest categories this year may not have that big of a competition. There may be a decrease in audience viewership this year. But if they want to see big movies win big awards, that's what you're getting this year with Oppenheimer, it seems. I think you're going to have stars winning big awards. I think you're going to have – and Christopher Nolan is kind of an Oscar star. I think he's he's a star with the bros. Robert Downey mm-hmm. Jr. is a star. Emma Stone is a star. Right. That matters. Uh, I think I, I think it helps a little bit. I I think you'll see a small uptick, but maybe not. Maybe maybe you won't. I, I don't know. I, if I have to guess, it's 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 a slight it's a slight thumbs up. But I. I the way the chords have been getting cut, maybe not. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, down on the whole rating system, and I'm worried about the TV industry at large, which is, 
shouldn't be. They should have figured this out by now, but they haven't. I and mean, we've been over this a couple times with the whole streaming bundle that hasn't been created yet. But Cable 2.0. Right. Just But just do it with streaming so I don't have to pay as much as I'm paying right now. Anyway, cinematography, <laughs> Oppenheimer, Hoyt Van Hoytema, Jennifer Lame for editing. We do have some Ace Eddie noms coming out soon. We will have... Uh, we will have some ASC and BSC cinematography awards coming out eventually. I don't think that's going to change anything. Oppie uh, has 36 wins on the season, and Hoytema's has BAFTA choice uh, back-to-back now. So uh, it looks like Oppenheimer's going to win at least those three, or those two plus original score for Ludwig Göransson. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Society of Composers and Lyricists, going Oppenheimer's way there is no surprise I was listening on Spotify this morning as I was building this doc just I mean that score is just second to none and it, the fact that it's like a runaway train uh, it's, it's just gorgeous and what was I made for wins at the uh, composers and lyricists Billy Eilish and Phineas who we just watched last week steal the show at the artisans awards by the way with jazz Tanke. They were so yeah. funny. Oh my God, what a what showstoppers! But yeah, Billie Eilish, Phineas. It looks like after the Grammy win, after after the uh, Society of Composers and Lyricists, they're in line for it. Even though I'm just Ken, there's a lot of you know, there's still talk that that could rival it. Obviously, BAFTA did not have an original song category. However, we're in the uh, we're in a spot right now. We could have a 22 year old Billie Eilish being a two time Oscar winner, or a 35 year old Emma Stone could be a two time Oscar winner. It's not what it used to be. Yeah, used to have to be in like your 40s and 50s to get that second Oscar, right? Yeah, I think uh, it's it's the younger Academy is doing some nice things uh, mm-hmm. for people not named Diane Warren. But we do have <laughs> we do have poor things, which with a nice day. I mean, poor things did not shift the race in any of the major major categories. Uh, with perhaps the exception of Emma Stone kind of taking a stranglehold on lead, lead actress to an extent. She is minus 225 now as an Oscars favorite in the Oscars betting odds, even though she is even almost even odds with Lily Gladstone, the Stones. They should start a band. And roll. This was a, hot, <laughs> a, a rough... <laughs> Rough edit here because <laughs> I I can't find what I did with my SAG betting odds between Lily Gladstone and uh, Emma Stone, but they are now neck and neck for SAG on, uh, for SAG lead actress. But yeah, Emma Stone and Poor Things had a nice day. I wonder how much these categories mean at the Oscars. Barbie should get snub powers, but here we have Poor Things winning costumes, winning makeup and hairstyling where it also won Muaz, where Barbie also won Muaz, though, as well. Mm-hmm. BAFTA, BAFTA also went VFX for Poor Things, which can't happen at the Oscars because Poor Things is not nominated in VFX. So that'll go a different way. But the big thing for me, and this is what I was eyeing up at the BAFTAs, was Poor Things won production design. Set decorations, Set decorators, Society of America went Poor Things and Barbie. We knew that was going to happen, uh, but... Poor Things beat Barbie at the ADG, the Art Directors Guild, and here Poor Things takes Baptist production design. Barbie is still the favorite in Vegas, Michael, minus 164, as uh, as short as it gets. But Poor Things is right behind it, minus 111, as short as Poor, Th- Poor Things gets for production design. So, I don't know. It looks like Poor Things is surging. <laughs> 
Do you think this was a home game for poor things at the Baptist? To an extent, I do. But I, I would guess right now we're going to look at a split in these artisan categories. I definitely want to talk to an expert when we can bring her on the show. Yeah. Because that mm-hmm. these are some of the most fascinating races because Barbie does have, you know, a lot of people banging the table for it, I think, in terms of these crafts, in terms of these artisans. It, 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 I, we knew Barbie was going to have a bad bath today. I mean, we, we, even David Long, when we had him on months ago, said that, you know, was sniffing that out and saying that yeah. Barbie's probably not going to perform. And it, and it didn't. It, it performed poorly at BAFTA. But it seems like everything Barbie would have competed been competitive in you just went over it poor things ended up winning mm-hmm. so i am wondering if there was some of that old school baptist favoritism coming to light there in the lesser categories or the the undercard categories it's hard because the favorite was like a year late at bafta it wasn't eligible the year before right. so that yorgos's best year at bafta wasn't that great i can't remember it's just i so yorgos and bafta have an interesting relationship i i suppose but and here's the SAG lead actress betting odds, by the way. So Stone is even. Well, Stone is minus one of ten. Gladstone is minus one ten. Robbie is plus nine hundred. So I guess you can sprinkle on Margot Robbie if you think she's got super snub powers, and Barbie's going to win ensemble, and Margot Robbie's going to win lead actress. That would be a nice hit. Otherwise, it certainly looks like Emma Stone and Lily. I would Gladstone. put money on Gladstone right now. Okay. I mean, if she wins SAG, that becomes a neck and neck race, doesn't it? Once again. Of the SAG voting body, do you think they've watched Poor Things more than Killers of the Flower Moon? That's a tough question for me. It's a good question. I don't know the answer to that question. It's a good question. Because Leo's not in lead actor. But it's a Scorsese movie, and they're all cinephiles. I think they picked... Didn't they pick both Defoe and uh, Ruffalo, or am I forgetting? No. That's sad. No, they picked one. They picked... uh, Anyway, we'll get the supporting actor, and I'll correct what I just said, probably. <laughs> I'm probably wrong. But, yes, poor things with a boost at BAFTA. We'll, we'll take a brief detour for the holdovers here. Divine Joy Randolph, speech of the night. My God, did Go she ahead. do a wonderful job. She, she read it beautifully it. after improvising in a, in a very funny way at the beginning. Just Chiwetel <laughs> uh, for being ridiculously handsome. She, she just went on about him for... A very funny <laughs> 30 Good. seconds there, which is which is great. Uh, but BAFTA supporting actress goes to Randolph. She is a minus 5,000 in some books. Yeah, yeah it's over. Yeah, So that's done. Yeah. She's a minus 500. Well, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's another, like, who's second place? You have to guess. Emily Blunt for SAG is plus 650, a- along with Danielle Brooks, excuse me. So they're both right behind her. I would guess if someone's going to steal this, I would guess Jodie Foster steals the Oscar, but I, I just, I don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, you could say anything. Yeah. yeah. That's a good pun to take right there. Well, it's, it's not going to, you're never going to be called on it. Nobody's ever going <laughs> to. I, I could see Emily Blunt winning SAG, certainly. <laughs> she but, won for A Quiet Place, you're right. 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 So, but she, she's loved there, but I, I don't, even if she does, I don't think it would matter. But I tell you, both Holdovers wins, Susan Shopmaker for casting, both of them gave phenomenal speeches, and both of them brought the house down at the end. Susan Shopmaker referred to the new Oscars category without mentioning it, but she's like, I'm just so happy to be 
it, you know, and, and all of my casting directors are so happy to have our, our category here and be acknowledged for our work. And she almost she's almost crying up there because they've been the talent scouts, the people truly behind the scenes without any yeah. trophies for all of these uh, these decades. And now casting, you know, only in its sixth year at BAFTA, I think. And she wins here. And the fact that she starts out saying, like, you know, he hires me. Alexander Payne hires me despite saying, I don't know how we're going to cast. <laughs> we're going to cast this, uh, <laughs> you know, student character. I, I, they, they found Dominic Sessa. But she didn't know. And the, I guess that endeared her to him somehow to the point where, like, all right, we're going to have to put our heads together and kind of collaborate on how to cast this guy. So that was that was. Well, that's the, the trophy we'll be going to the casting director once the Oscars uh, category comes to fruition. So. Yeah, cool. I do have a homework assignment for everybody. I want you plus everybody. I don't know if you watched this yet. I retweeted it. Anatomy of a Falls BAFTA speech, Justine Trier and Arthur Harari. One of yeah, just one of the more enjoyable. So even though the other ones made me more emotional, this was this was the way to BAFTA. She should push him off the stage if they win an Oscar, right? <laughs> that would be great. I would. I would. Wouldn't that be that. funny? Yes, that would be very funny. Uh, as right. long as he's not hurt, but uh, it, right. even if he right. does get, but he hurt, has to play. He has to play dead. Yeah, he has to play like he's hurt. Listen, if he, it might be funny if he is hurt a little bit. I hate to say it, <laughs> but this is a fascinating race right now. An original screenplay, Anatomy of a Fall is minus two hundred. The Holdovers has not won anywhere but NBR and some critics. It's obviously won sixteen wins with the critics. The Holdovers script is, in my opinion, one of the better scripts in a while. It's just a, it sucks that two of my favorite scripts in such a long time, The Holdovers and Anatomy of a Fall, are duking it out here. And I would even say mm-hmm. Past Lives in another year. I would root hard for yeah. Past Lives. I know a lot of people Agree. love May, December. That's a long shot at 25-1. to 1. Maestro's at 20-1. to 1. Past Lives, 9-1. to 1. The Holdovers, like I said, plus 150. Anatomy of a Fall in the catbird seat. Do you think that pulls through? I mean, it certainly seems like a two-horse race right now, but I'm not going to say that uh, neither would Vegas. I wouldn't say I'm shocked if the holdovers ends up coming out and pulling it out. There is a lot of momentum behind Anatomy to win something right now, though. I will say that. Messi stealing the luncheon spotlight and Anatomy of a Fall not able really to win anything else, right? We would be surprised if it won editing. We would be surprised if, uh, obviously shocked, if Sandra Huller won lead actress. So... This is its spot. And you know the holdovers has at least one banked right now. Yeah, I, I, I'm with guessing, right, I would go with Justine Trier right now. Uh, I would too. Adapted screenplay. This was a pleasant surprise. I did not expect American Fiction and Core Jefferson to take the BAFTA for adapted screenplay here. I figured Oppenheimer. I figured, you know, uh, maybe the zone of interest. Obviously, Poor Things was in here as well. I wonder if that was a vote split between three British potential uh, or mm. four British. Uh, all of us strangers were in here, too. So that was four British adaptations or, or British people adapting things in the mix here. And, and maybe we were just underestimating Core Jefferson. We both loved that movie, that screenplay. It is, it is a fun movie. It's a fun watch. There is a willingness here to... And there has been historically for us. I mean, if directors tied to screenplay, if pictures tied to screenplay recently, the Academy has shown a willingness to kind of split that and give the screenplay Oscar to something that isn't going to win best picture or isn't going to win best director if they're tied in uh, to kind of be like a, you know, you don't want to call it a consolation Oscar, but like the one you're not going to win with one of the top two prizes on the night. 
So there has been that willingness for the Academy to go in a different direction in that case. I still think this is Barbie's category mm-hmm. if it's going to be anyone that's not Oppenheimer. Because I, I just, and you can find Barbie right now at four to one for the Oscars, which I, I think it's the best value on the board wow. for this category and adapted. I, I cannot envision Greta Gerwig not giving a speech on Oscar Sunday. I hope you're right. I just I want that to happen, and I do think the uh, audacity of writing that screenplay just in and it's right, you know, and that's been the campaign. I mean, every time we've heard from Margot or Greta, that's been the campaign. It's how impossible this was to get written and make it palatable to Mattel and to to the studio and everybody. You know, all the checks and balances there. That being said, Barbie is in a weird spot. Like it's not up for USC Scripter. You have Cord Jefferson. You able to win that. You have Christopher Nolan able to win the USC Scripter, Killers of the Flower Moon, Poor Things in Origin, or the other nominees there. That happens on March 2nd. Otherwise, you have, what, the WGA nominees coming out? And we really don't have another precursor. WGA awards are going to be well after the Oscars. Thanks for nothing. So we're looking at, <laughs> we're looking at this being kind of our last big look big precursor so american fiction is going to go into oscar sunday the betting favorite is my guess with mm-hmm. uh and, and i've heard Seems people say like oppenheimer is going to win all this other stuff but it's not going to win screenplay how's that possible and you know they, i'm i'm just really i'm i'm flummoxed let's just say in adapted screenplay but i'm i'm I, i'd be ha- i'd be happy with you know four of these five poor things it's just scottish steampunk <laughs> erotic fiction and it wasn't a great audiobook. I did listen to that. It was fine, but it wasn't my favorite. I'm enjoying Zone of Interest. It's really heavy, but it's really good. Anyway, uh did you listen to the Poor Thing soundtrack while you were putting the doc together too? No, I did not. No, I did not. <laughs> we can move on to some of these just grabbing plates out of your cover and smashing them into the ground. <laughs> Listening to jazz interview Ludwig Göransson and and how Christopher <laughs> Nolan wanted to just capture the essence of the violin because this uh-huh. is how the instrument ought to be played and then listening <laughs> to Jerskin Fendrix say no I just deliberately played it wrong I did it wrong I did it wrong and you had to listen to it. anyway no I'm kidding uh genius 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 <laughs> the way the poor thing score does come together at the end and sounds so angelic that was that was fun. Anyway, documentary, 20 Days in Mariupol. We thought that was going to happen. It did happen. 20 Days in Mariupol just won the DGA. It has an inside track now with BAFTA and the PGA nomination. None of the other four. I look forward to it being upset. <laughs> well, if it wins PGA, you got to yeah. you got to think these these odds are going to shorten even more, which is Hard to do because the the odds are very short. I, I just lost at minus twenty five hundred. So does the doc feature branch throw a fit and like try to get the its nomination rescinded because it's such a heavy front runner right now? They don't want the Academy at large to vote for it. I don't know what they want to do, but it, it fits. It fits their mo though. It really does. Yeah. So I think they just don't like it when the popular docs win that branch I, I agree they guard agree. themselves they they idiot proof the academy maybe they think they're shining a light on bigger issues mm. that deserve to have the spotlight which i can i mean that makes sense if that's how you want to rationalize i think it, it it's still nuts truthfully i think it's, results. it's a bunch of things i think they like innovation in 
the uh, group. They like indie films amongst the group. They mm-hmm. don't want all these big budgeted documentaries. A lot of them are just starving right. artists in this category that are in, you know, they right. haven't made their mint. I, I think that matters. I, I don't think I want to call it yeah. jealousy, but I think it matters. I mean, they, they're, they're slaving away. And they they could really appreciate the the journalistic integrity of of these international films this year. So four daughters, and Bobby. Here Wine. comes Morgan Spurlock eating a couple Big Macs, and all of a sudden, <laughs> no, I think they're maybe <laughs> upset with my octopus teacher and how that one a few years ago. Who would be my guess? Like Netflix and how it, how it just Could took be, over yeah. and, and they. Well, I don't know because American Factory, you know, like it's not like Netflix hasn't had success otherwise. I think they were proud to put forward American Factory. I think they they were happy yeah. about that. I think they were proud to put forward My Summer of Soul, right? Because that was unique. But again, you're looking at all these documentaries. They're pushing the form. They're pushing the form. Twenty Days of Mariupol pushing the form, the way that was shot and harrowing. Yeah. yeah, good lord, crazy stuff. Porcelain War next year, maybe, but that would be three years in a, war, a row. A Russian, <laughs> an anti-Putin doc wins. My my goodness, but. That, Crazy thing about that, huh? Yeah, right. Uh, BAFTA film not in, in in English language. The Zone of Interest won three on the day. It won this. It won Best Sound, and it won Outstanding British Film. Go figure. They made a joke on that when they uh, accepted the award. They, well, we won film not in English language, and we won Best British Film. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, and then we won Best Sound, uh, which was those. And that guy did a great job presenting. By the way, so the good some good speeches from the zone of interest, which was sad that Jonathan Glazer wasn't at the uh, Oscars luncheon. So I wonder if that affects him. But really odd, yeah, really. Odd. Maybe it was a scheduling thing. Maybe he's on set somewhere. I don't know. But you would think with how much fawning that the Academy gave the zone of interest, he would have showed up. There's still a floor to the zone of interest. Doesn't it have? Doesn't it have international feature on lock? Or do we think society of the? Same? Yeah, I mean, look. That's what I was gonna say. Is that it's it's nice to see the zone of interest finally get some momentum because you remember up until like november december anatomy of the fall was just pummeling it right in all these categories and all the precursors so it's nice that zone of interest is getting the type of recognition it is finally and bafta finally said enough zone of interest wins we're putting it forward this is our film and they got behind it so that makes some sense and and here you go uh and and they did a beautiful job and which is no surprise at the new york film festival jonathan glazer and his entire crew were there promoting the hell out of sandra huller was there christian friedel they did a beautiful job on that stage as well at at the uh, alice tully hall so good on them uh i do want to make mention i think it's important earth mama's savannah leaf one outstanding debut by a British writer, director, or producer. I, I enjoyed that movie. I haven't seen Mia McKenna Bruce and How to Have Sex yet. That's the EE Rising Star winner. There were so many people who were going crazy about her win yesterday on mm. Twitter. Well, she which I, I hadn't seen. Yeah, she, it was a good field, but mm. I hadn't seen anyone talk about How to Have Sex. And then she wins, and people are go, "Oh my God, I love this movie!" And she's the big part; she's the main reason why, and blah blah blah, which is great. I mean, now I want to see it because I want to see her performance in it. But it was cool to see. It hasn't come to us yet. I think it's just playing New York soon. Maybe, maybe it's coming out soon in in New York City. Come with a manual. No comment. Uh, The short films at BAFTA are not nominated for Oscars, but uh, I do want to shout out all the shellfish and and sea life films that Mm -hmm. won Crab Day, 
jellyfish and lobster they both won uh the two categories there i did see all the live action and animated shorts i've seen a couple of documentaries i'll save those are those the prequels to a taste of thing listen a taste of things (laughs) a taste of things is getting a lot of good publicity right now it's playing across the the united states and it's also holding its theater count from what i could tell so people are actually going to see it i guess chocolate is a favorite amongst people I have not mm-hmm. gone to rewatch it, but I know my brother and friends want to go make a day of it. Uh, I mean, I hope they they know what they're in for. I mean, it's just food cooked deliciously for two and a half hours. You've soiled that movie for me. I will never see. Yeah, it. well, I I, I, <laughs> I screwed up. But uh, the boy, in, I guess I gotta do reverse <laughs> psychology on food movies now with you somehow. Uh, the boy in the heron wins animated feature, Michael. While yeah, we got a race, huh? Spider Man Across the Spider Verse won seven. Annie Awards, and it was seven for seven in terms of its nominations. Yeah. So, what do we make of animated feature right now? The Boy and the Heron has Golden Globes and BAFTA. Spider Verse has the Critics' Choice and the Annies. Robot Dreams also won indie animated feature at the Annies of note. So, this is this is a race. I mean, Spider Verse is still in the catbird seat, according to Vegas. It's got negative odds. Negative minus 200-ish, maybe a little less than 200, closer to, to, to even. And uh, you can find Boy in the Heron at like plus 125, plus 120 I've seen it. Wow. Uh, this is way more of a coin flip than we figured it would be. I wonder how much of it is... Uh... It's so hard not to criticize sometimes. <laughs> like, I want to play... How do I neutrally say, I wonder if it's a lot of people who haven't watched it and just know it's Miyazaki's final film? You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I think the boy in the heron has charms that are unique. They're very okay. unique and there's there's a absolute level of adoration that is just it's heart, it's heartwarming when you fall in love with Miyazaki's films and I think I agree that that's out there. There's a love that like people in that. Yeah, branch, no doubt. No doubt. People in the academy. I'm not saying it's a bad movie by any, by any stretch. Love those movies. But I'm saying how many people do you think have actually watched it? I, I think they've watched it. I, I think I mean, it made a ton of money here at one hundred and sixty million now and counting. Is it up to is it that high? Wow. All right. Which. All right. You yeah. know, I don't know how profitable it is for G kids because it's, you know, it's a 70, 80 million dollar budget, but it's probably going to you know, waterfall later to profitability, which on that budget Odds is checker. saying something. Odds checker says 53% of the bets in this category are on uh, Boy and the Heron. Wow. That's good. Which makes sense. I mean, that's the one with the value, right? It's, it's you're getting a profit. You're getting money, money back for your bet. Spider-Verse was vulnerable when Daniel Pemberton didn't get original score. I didn't expect the uh, song to come through. Even though I'm I'm a huge fan of of the 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 original songs in Spider Verse, it's also the middle film, and you're gonna get a chance, yep. seemingly to reward the the final film of the trilogy, and it's building to a well, huge conclusion. Yeah, and if Dune Two is any, I mean, my God, <laughs> why are we even having next year's Oscars at this point? Dune, I thought Dune One's hype was bad. Dune Part Two, yeah, we've seen. How does this not win Best Picture already? Yeah. So. Now you, I was it's joking. February. <laughs> I was joking that you might not have to see that. You're gonna have to see that. There's no choice. I'm so angry. No, about you it. have to see it. You have to see it. I, of course, I have to. Of course, but I mean, it's like I literally 
there was somebody in the film industry, not in the film industry, but like a pundit who's got a big following who I saw say, I've seen enough. This is over. Best picture next year. How does it not win? Like, what? Maybe, <laughs> what are you talking about? Maybe. If it's not Wicked, it's Dune Part 2. Yeah, there you go. Now we know. <laughs> it's not going to be Jesus. Joker Folly Ado, right? I mean, Joker Folly Ado. What the- is it about that franchise that has people just lose their minds? people love it i i'm not the a guy's name is freeman yeah. oh, freeman i think i think no it's free man <laughs> did you see the dresses at the dune premiere they were kooky i, I can't i am going out of my way to avoid everything about because i can't like i already have so much disdain for it i don't want it to like poison my mind i want a reaction video of you watching the red carpet <laughs> Dune Part Two, because you have Zendaya dressing like C three PO. I saw that, and all, all the be- what happens when she farts. That was like I know it's Zendaya, and she's basically royalty, and we can't. But, but like she had those glass bowls right by her her buttocks, and it was like, yeah, Zendaya what does happen? Do they fog up? She doesn't fart. No. Um, yeah. I also think that it was just skin color, and I don't think that was a real butt. Otherwise, it would sh- it would smush against the. I don't know. Wouldn't it? <laughs> You're right. I don't, I don't know. It would be. I, this is, I hate, I'm, I, I'm trying, I can't. I hate, I just hate. hate. <laughs> well, we're going to cut it short today because we wanted to, we wanted to react and I, pr- I applaud your effort here. Uh, the show must go on and it, <clears throat> it, it went on. We did it. Yeah, uh, it did. We it had did to. go on. Uh, <laughs> do you want me to take I, the I, outro this time because no I'm, I'm, I, well, I was gonna apologize to anyone who i may have offended with this tone of voice because uh it is not my usual and i uh hope to get back soon and i uh, hope I'll, I'll i'll have a regular voice in time for some guests that we do have in the pipeline but uh what does matter most of all to all of us here at mmo all two of us uh, are your thoughts dear listener do you have any thoughts comments questions or concerns about what you saw on the baptist stage about the annie awards about the art directors guild awards or anything else we talk about here in mmo you can as always leave us those on our social medias we are mike mike and oscar on facebook and instagram at mm and oscar on twitter or x mike mike and oscar at gmail.com.com and on reddit we're available wherever you do hear podcasts and if you listen to us on either the apple podcast or spotify app if you appreciate what we do here if you would mind leaving us a five-star review those help us out immensely thank you to everyone who has done so thus far uh michael hmm. let's uh, have some words of wisdom to end on here and tell the good people what's coming next well we got the mmos coming up we got uh yeah. we got a couple guest episodes that we hope to uh not jinx right now but i will say to uh to, to hype them up a little bit is that you know, watch the SAG Awards uh, and listen to Challenge Mania and watch uh, the Artisans Awards on mm-hmm. YouTube. By the way, the Artisans Awards are streaming right now from the Santa Barbara Film Fest. It's like an hour and 26 minutes. It's a series of interviews with some of uh, the uh, best uh, Oscar nominees in the crafts. Uh, yeah. And I just, I think jazz does a jazz remarkable does great job with that every year. Yeah. yeah. So watch that on YouTube and uh, it's, it's really incredible. Uh, and otherwise, look, I think, uh, I, I think it's wise to just live in a bubble and never, <laughs> never expose yourself to outside. But toxins. I do. I don't understand how this has happened. I don't go anywhere. I don't have a social life. You watch movies. I barely go to the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but you keep getting sick, and then you keep going to doctors' offices where everybody's sick. So it's that's just a cycle, cycle. You think that's just, a cycle? Yeah, I think could be. You need to I be in the bubble. To a doctor for this. You need to be in the bubble when you go there. And then I stay home and I do nothing. And then it's like, well, how do you have a gambling addiction? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is that. There is that as well. Anyway, uh, good job by you getting this done. Uh, Yeah, good job by you for putting it together, sir. Guys, as always, when reality sucks, you can hopefully stay healthy with us or at least one of us. Uh, We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year round. Without the stuffiness, we will see you all very soon. I have the stuffiness, but we'll see you You all very soon. (laughs) You you have the stuffiness. That's good. See you.